Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, I'm Mike Hodgson. I'm the CEO of Sarabi Gold. And today, I'm joined with Clive Lyons, CFO of the company too. And we, uh, we'd like to talk a little bit about the, our activities in Brazil. Sarabi Gold, we operate a, a high-grade gold deposit in uh, northern Brazil, state of Pará, called Polito. Uh, we're producing close to 40,000 ounces. It's been a very encouraging year after the difficulties of 2020. And as well as that, we've got some news on our new project called Coringa, gold project about 200 kilometers away from Polito, which is uh, going to be a very similar deposit and it's going to be a very meaningful uh, step change for us, increasing our production from 40 to 80,000 ounces. And we believe with some organic growth around the edges up to 100,000 ounces. And as well as this, we'll provide an up- we wanted to provide an update about our exploration activities in the region as well, which are also very exciting. Mike, Clive, lovely to have you back on the show. Good to see you guys. Um, wanted to catch up, saw the press release this morning, thought it might be worth uh, just understanding that. And I, and I kind of want to understand, um, obviously, what you've achieved there, but also um, look at a few topics. And, and, and those would be uh, parts, uh, pits, planning, power, and possible M and A. There you go. The, the five P's, um, which give me some structure to this conversation. Actually, but I'm going to start with Clive. Um, well, give, give us the give us the um, the the kind of headline numbers uh, that you think we should be looking at, and then I want to talk to you about some of those things. Well, I think the most encouraging thing that we've got at the moment, Matthew, is uh, sort of positive cash flow continuing to come out. We've uh, you know, we've generated very good cash flow despite everything during 2020. Uh, you'll know that we had the equity placement in March of this year, uh, raising money to, and we've used those funds to repay the convertible loan stock and to finalise the uh, purchase of Coringa. Um, but that's really all that money's been used for at this moment in time. Uh, all of our other activities, all the operational costs, all the exploration work that we've been doing this year, uh, all the development that uh, Mike's going to be talking about on Coringa that we've got have all been paid for out of our existing cash flow. And actually, we're, we're up almost a million dollars on on that as well this year, even after all of that expenditure. So you know, we're doing very well. Our production you know, for the last quarter, 9,000 ounces, we're on target to hit our guidance for around 35. Um, and we're generating positive cash flow out of everything going forward. Brilliant. Um, look, th- thanks for that. If I look back to pre-COVID, you were doing uh, 10,000 ounces uh, per quarter on, on, on average across, across the year. You know, that, that's where you're at. You're getting back up and close to those sorts of numbers now, but it's, it's still not quite there yet. How are things on the ground in Brazil? Is it back to normal? Are you playing catch up here or is it just still a little bit hard work, Mike? I, I think I'd be sort of um, lying if I said it's absolutely normal and back to back, uh, it's absolutely fine. Um, I think um, we said a number of times last year when we had interviews during the pandemic, you know, we were initially, it was really tough and challenging and how are we going to keep operating? And I think it became clear that the, our remoteness, because we're in a fairly sparsely populated area of Brazil where people really don't move around. And with testing, it became possible to actually control the virus and actually continue relatively normally. Uh, admittedly, with you know, there were challenges. We obviously didn't produce what we we uh, budgeted, but I think we got sort of 75, 80 percent. So that was pretty pretty good. That wasn't the same story in the south of Brazil. In the south of Brazil, where you've got all the urbanisation, big population centres, uh, they had just as big a problem as uh, Europe did and North America. 
and you know they had shutdowns, lockdowns, build um, sort of fabrication and manufacturing bases stopping. And uh, we are we never had that in the north, but in the south that hurt occurred. Now that's where a lot of the equipment that we use, the ancillary equipment and supplies, come from. And you know to use the uh, the new phrase, supply chains, that we have seen all the problems in. Europe and the UK. I don't have to tell people about the fuel problem recently, and the way the supermarket shelves are half empty half the time. You know, it's very, it's really quite astonishing how quickly something can become a crisis. Now in Brazil, we rely on a lot of small stuff, um, mechanical parts, uh, which aren't you know huge capital items, but needless to say, they are they are very significant in the mining operation, and we are say still suffering a bit of a hangover from that. Uh, and we've got a lot of stuff on back order, which we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, we're doing the best we can. It is improving, but there are uh, this this supply chain issue is very is very relevant in Brazil and where we are as well as it, as it's been in the UK. And um, as I say, I think Brazil's probably uh, things are relatively back to normal, but there's catch up to be done. And um, so we're doing our level best, but it will have uh, it has 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 had an impact. And I've put in the press release that our development is a little behind, uh, and that is a direct consequence. And the drilling on the exploration effort as well. That's not uh, although it's been we've had some good releases, some good results, and we're encouraged by what we're finding. We've not been able to drill at the rate we actually want to do either. Direct consequence of the drilling contractor. It's a very good drilling contract, third biggest one in the world. They too are not immune from this problem, and they have struggled to keep the rigs turning due to getting parts. It's improving, but we're we're we having to live with it. Well, th- th- this, that's why I wanted to talk to you about parts because we've heard this from other um, companies operating in Brazil that they're struggling to get the pieces. Not significant. They're the small things like we're talking. We talk about filters. We're talking, talk, yeah. Literally talking about small, you know, not expensive things. Clive's got the money to pay for it, but you can't get them. And and I'm just wondering in terms of the planning bit of the P is how do you work your way around that one, or do we as shareholders or, or an investor? have to say it's just got to work itself out kind of as you say the the recent fuel crisis here in the uk it works itself out but it's going to take some time and if so how long are we looking at well i think brazil's pretty much back to normal now from what i've seen and i'll be going again soon um it's so you know we're we we're sort of getting half what we need we are getting stuff now where before we weren't getting anything and we we're just robbing peter to pay paul type thing keeping keeping faces going but now we are beginning to get sort of limited supplies not the full amount i mean last year before we would nobody knew how long this was going to last and uh, this issue now the hangar we've now got we were fortunate in all the all the essential consumables like to keep the plant running and things like that chemicals and sort of mill equipment etc we got all that and we've we've always had a nice buffer but you know we're not we're not bhp ballet we we can't have a stores inventory with like five six million dollars worth of stock to to have immunity to all of this and we keep a sensible amount um and which has served us well but i don't think anybody expected sort of a a a delay uh, like we have today so there are some things some items today which uh you know we we We've 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 got very close to sort of running out of, but we've just about kept going. But it's um it's it's had an impact. But as I say, I'd like to think by going into the first part of next year, uh, we'll be we'll be back to pretty much normal, and uh, normal business will be resumed. I don't want to sort of create any kind of panic. I mean, our development rates. We set ourselves a very aggressive target in 2021 to to 
to ramp up production in 2022. And it was a super aggressive. We'd never even got close to these targets, which we set ourselves. Um, now, the, the, the parts have impacted on that. That said, we're, we're still at a, a rate we've always done. So it's not, it's by no means disastrous at all. It's just, we're sort of at normal development rates and we wanted to be at exceptional development rates. And that's been the difference. So uh, we'll just have to sort of, you know, um, move our targets from 2021 into 2022. And, uh, and I mean, that, that's what we'll do. But uh, as I say, I, I think we've, our production's been not impacted by that uh, and the development to say, but it's been by no means um, uh, um, this, um, a problem at all, a sort of disaster at all. Right, because so, if, if I look at the precious metal markets, it's, it, the, all equities have come off. You guys, you guys have come off and moving sideways over the last three, four months, which, is, which I guess is a win for you uh, in, in that sense. But you've been talking the game of moving from 80, 40,000 ounces to 80,000 with the acquisition of Coringa. It's been a couple of years now. And I guess people are going to want to see this kind of the, the, your ability to drive the growth and production from that. They're also going to want to see you, and we've talked about it a couple of times, the expiration potential here. So something you just mentioned, which is the your drill contractor, third largest, not insignificant, struggling to get parts. So in terms of the planning bit, can you go to another drill contractor and say to them, hey, why don't you pick up where these guys are, are, are struggling? Is that a possibility? Just to drive this growth story. I, I, don't, I don't think it'll make any difference. I mean, the drilling contract we've got is very good. They've got lots of, they've got plenty of capacity, plenty of rigs. Um, I don't, I think we'll find the same problem everywhere. And I don't think it's a long-term problem. I think they will get this resolved and we will, um, you know, we'll stay with them. They've been very good in the past and they'll be good again in the future. So I, I don't want to suddenly switch horses just to try to solve a, what I see as a very temporary problem. Okay, so I, I wouldn't do that. So, so do, are we are we putting expiration on, on the on the back burner because you need to focus no. on make, you know helping Karinga move forward? I mean, how are you planning it? No, well, as Clive said at the very beginning, we 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 we've done very well on our um, sort of um, uh, use of cash and pro. We're, we're funding everything out of cash flow at the moment, pretty much. Um, the gold price has been kind to us. Exchange has been kind to us. We're advancing Karinga. I mean, we can't do we can't build Karinga out of cash flow purely, but. So what we're doing at the moment, we can. I'll just talk about Coringa momentarily. Um, we really pleased to put it into uh, the development, finally get underground uh, in July. We started the portal on the first ore body called Serra. Uh, that's now into hard rock going underground. Uh, there are some pictures on the, um, on, in the press release on that too. And I did a video uh, around sort of two months ago on that. And that's now advancing really well. We should hit the ore in sort of late October, early November, all, where, all, all being well. And the intention there is to actually finally put some development into what is a greenfield project. So it's going to, you know, get people comfortable with the deposit that's been evaluated purely by drill holes, prove the continuity, see the ore body. And as I said to you before, you know, we think all the studies that we've done at Coringa, the BFS done by Anfield Stroke Equinox before we bought it in 2017, and all the subsequent economic studies that we've done, have all assumed this would be selectively mined. That means sort of slow jack leg, very accurate mining, but quite slower and more expensive. We think there's a real shot at possibly have, applying a more mechanized method to this deposit. We can't do that until we see the ore body, but we're hopeful that some of this deposit can be mechanized mined, mechanized in a more, mined in a more mechanized way, which will obviously improve project economics on that and simplify the whole thing and, and make life a lot simpler for us. We also will collect, when we're doing all this underground development at Coringa in this last quarter, 
and going to Q1 next year, we will actually collect a bulk sample of the ore, which we will actually be able to truck up the road 200 kilometers to our ore sorting facility we have at Polito. And we will actually be able to test the amenability of the Karinga ore to ore sorting as well. Indications are from all the drill hole core that we've got, and there's 50,000 meters of that, that that will work. And if that does work, then that will actually make the project economics better as well. It means we'll be processing less material at a higher grade, producing less tailings can only be a good thing. So this is the rig, real push. And we can certainly fund all of that up until sort of, let's say, end of Q2 next year out of cash flow. And, the, and the, third, the third spoke in the wheel of that is to actually, that will hopefully get um, a number of lenders interested uh, in, in, in providing the, uh, the additional finance we need to actually complete the building of Karinga. And in parallel to all of that, just to make clear, We've got the license to actually go underground and do this, start the mining. We haven't got the installation license for the process plant yet. The process plant is at Karinga on surface, uh, being remediated, semi-ready to be to assembled and installed. Uh, we've just submitted our application for the installation license, and we anticipate that we'll hopefully get a uh, positive uh, on that in some time towards the end of Q1 next year. So the whole idea is to have everything aligned by in Q2 next year to essentially we'll have the mine well into development. We'll have a lot of those questions answered regarding the mining and the processing uh, improvements, and we'll be ready to start the actual build of the process plant. And Karinga at that point will be going hopefully with the cash that we've got, the cash flow that we're going to generate in the meantime and going forward and some top-up debt from the underground development, based on the underground development. So uh, we hopefully that will be, be sufficient to actually uh, build Karinga and put into production, which is, you know, we do not plan to raise any more equity for this. You know, we plan to do all this uh, with no more equity raising, which is good news for the existing shareholders. That's the, that's the intention. Um, on the exploration side, um, we, as I say, we've, been, we've, been, we've had some really Good successes this year. It's not been as fast as I'd hoped for all the reasons I said with the drilling, etc. We have focused principally on brownfield exploration, and brownfield exploration is basically drilling in and around the existing deposits, uh, the Polito ore body, going towards the south, towards a prospect we've got called Curatella, which looked really interesting to grow our Polito resource and expand that mine, which is important. Um, and at, at South Chico, we're doing the same. We're essentially drilling, have been drilling to the west of the ore body, uh, which has been pretty successful. And a little further west, this area called Sao Domingos, which looks like a potentially could be a very interesting satellite. We've parked that momentarily because we want to do an airborne survey just to actually help us uh, better focus uh, the, the further exploration there in 2022, which is good. But one thing I want to mention about the exploration, this is something which you'll recall that we looked at the regional exploration, the greenfield exploration in the past, and we've got this terrific array of large, potentially, well, no, potentially, large anomalies, large geophysical, coincidental geochemical anomalies, which could be indicative of scalable bulk-type deposits. And you'll recall that just up the road, we have one of those, we do have one of those, but we don't have one of those, but the, the, the region has one of those in, in a deposit called Tocotanzinho, which was in the hands of El Dorado for a number of years and has just got sold to G-Mining, who have just moved into the region. And it, that's been a great news for everybody. It's breathed new life into the area. And I'll tell you why they've done this. The Brazilian government, um, under Bolsonaro, 
despite all of his uh, international reputation, he has brought a lot of um, infrastructure to the north of Brazil. The road has really improved under his um, under his time. It's all been asphalted. Our access to site is amazing now. It's really easy. And he's also got contracts signed for the power upgrade um, for the whole region to occur by 2025. It's no, it's no coincidence G-Mining bought this on the back of that because without the power upgrade, nothing's going to happen in the Tacatan Senior. So with those power contracts now um, signed and agreed, you know, we, we believe the power is coming, as do G-Mining. And I, I think that puts a complete new complexion on the Tapajos. This is an area with unbelievable artisanal gold, class of gold production, third largest class of gold field in the world. And... Uh, 30 million ounces produced, no real systematic exploration, no big finds except Tocotanzinho to date. Why? Well, nobody's gone there because it's because of the power issue and the access issue. Where the access has been solved, the power issue is going to be solved. And it's no coincidence. You've got Anglo-American in there now, grand, uh, uh, taking up land, Nexa, G-mining as well. And, uh, and we want to tap into some of that ourselves. And we know that in our... Polito complex, we've actually got certainly Tocotans in your lookalike. So a big part of next year's exploration effort is going to be diverting resources to looking at this. And we think we've got six targets that are certainly in, have the same, all the same signature, let's say from a geochemical and geophysical perspective as Tocotans in does. So, um, you know, we, we will we'll certainly be looking at too, focusing on scale, bulk, exploration success in our backyard okay i shouldn't have given you this heading at the beginning you covered them all uh <laughs> right sorry <laughs> is right okay so what i'm what i'm i think i hear there is and i'm not being dismissive about the work that's being done at, at, at polito under difficult you know condi- conditions still um okay polito is is fo- focuses 100 on you know getting those answers produced Right, and you've outlined some of the some of the conditions in that you're doing that under. Karinga, sounds like you've got the money to do that development work. Maybe not at the pace that you want, because again, you know, th- things like drilling, uh, etc., may, may, may be holding you back a little bit there. Underground, underground drilling, potentially. Um, the so, but at some point that does come and join join the party. You have to you're able to go out and get finance, or at least talk about financing to get that thing up and running. Expiration has been knocked a little bit because parts with your contractor are not necessarily available, but that is very much on the agenda. We didn't talk about building or building back up the inventory levels because you did kind of whittle your way through that when times times were tough. So can you just talk about that? Certainly, that's what part of the the underground. Well, in a way, we are doing that. The brownfield exploration we're doing is really focusing on resource growth. That's what it's doing. So at Coringa, we uh, sorry at South Chico, that's exactly what we're doing. We're adding inferred resource as we go step out drilling to the west. Uh, it's outside the mine limits, but it's actually within range of the mine limit. So it just allows us to extend the mine uh, in the case of Sao Chico to the west. And at Polito, in the case, we're doing the same at Polito. We're drilling beyond the mine limits and just going away from Polito towards the next deposit. But again, uh, again, that's adding inferred resource ounces to the south. Uh, and with that, with those results, we'll be building sort of mine development plans, how best we attack those resources and then do the 
inferred resource to reserve conversion process, which is all done by development, where that's going to be new accesses from surface or we can use existing infrastructure uh, remains to be seen. But uh, we're focusing on really in both sites uh, just that to, um, to, 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 to put, a, put some runs back on the board in terms of inferred resource ounces and then basically uh, see how we can actually uh, um, uh, do the capital development and turn those into reserves. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But that, but that said, I mean, uh, we, we've just done another resource statement. I mean, I, I, I always say this to, to people, visitors, et cetera, and investors. You know, we've maintained about a four, 500,000 ounce resource inventory, even with what we gobbled up in 2020 without a lot of development. We've still maintained about a four, 50, 500,000 ounce total resource inventory, and we still have that today. So, um, you know, uh, no, no, no alarm there yet. And we hope to build that up, you know, but not to stay at that. We want to, you know, increase. Polito South Chico is the day job and Coringa too. That's what, that's the bread and butter of the company. You know, it's our desire to actually um, not just have that. We want to have obviously bulk scale deposits, surface, surface mining as well. You know, that's the whole idea. Can but, we, can we talk know, we're not, about, we're not can, abandoning, you know, vein mining. But can we talk about that? Because like, you, we, we have talked about it. I think, well, certainly tipped our hat towards it in previous conversations with regards to, you know, open pit, Obviously, lower grade. You, you talk about having like six targets and um, doing start. You know what you've got to do, but are you being held back from doing it? So it just kind of feels to me if you can come to the market at some point, to, you'll tell me when, and say, "Hey, we think we've got a big open pit option here." You probably get a quite a good reaction to that, I suspect. Um, so. Have you got enough money to do the things you need to do, or is that a question of I haven't got the labor, the parts, the capacity at the moment? But at some point, once we've kind of gone through a a process, we'll we'll, we'll let you know how we're going to move forward. I mean, how quickly can that happen? Well, I think you have to be. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't want to be gung ho about it because no, we won't have enough money to do it. Um, and just by drilling holes in, uh, just just you know, gung ho. Uh, on those six targets would not be the the right way of doing it. It's not it's not the way that we would do it anyway. It's not the way we would afford to. But what we will do and have done a lot of com- and we've we've got a lot of experience with this now. We've really got the recipe for finding these types of deposits, and we've had them already. And we've drilled some, and they've been some haven't been successful. They've been very low grade, but ultimately they've been the right rocks, the right target, etc. Um, so we're we're focusing on what's called uh, deep geochemistry, where we're basically drilling. So we've got a you can imagine we've got an airborne geophysics survey, magnetic survey, electromagnetic survey. Sometimes we've got a ground geophysics uh, anomaly as well. Then we've done geochemistry on surface or like one meter down and got a really nice geochemical anomaly, gold and coincidental copper, which is always the what we're looking for. And in some places, we're also looking for molybdenum, which is a really good um, pathfinder element for porphyry gold type deposits, which is what we're talking about here. Um, so what we're now going to do is we're going to drill basically deep geochemistry, which is not like an auger rig, but it's called a rab rig, where we drill holes down on a much tighter spacing, and you actually sample the profile from surface all the way down to the rockhead, which is normally about 20 meters, series of composites. So you build up a really good third dimension geochemical anomaly as well. Now, that will really bullseye the target before you go in there with your drill rig, spending big bucks diamond drilling it. Um, so we're going to do that on all six targets. Now, I know that might not be so exciting to the, 
the non-technical investor, but really it's the right way of doing it because you won't waste money on, on, on wasteful meters and you'll really hone in on the target and drill it. And the chance of success of those drilling uh, drill programs well, will explain, be... Explain that to me, Mike. It's like, because you've got limited budget or you'll have a budget for that. And wouldn't it be better to go and say, I'm going to go after one target because I think I've got the, the most chance of success of making a discovery. You go to market and say, I've made a discovery boom, the lights go on. If you're taking your time and saying, hey, I'm going to do all six at the same time, does that suggest that you feel in some way that each is going to inform you about the kind of sum of the parts? Is, is, it, all, is it all connected? Are they nearby? No, they're, they're, no, they're, they're all equally ranked. And the rate of this sort of oxide sort of, um, um, sort of, G, uh, sort of auger type drilling is so fast. You know, you rip your way through them, and basically, you as you're analysing the first one, you're already drilling the second and the third one, and uh, at the end of it, you just kind of like rank it and uh, and go for it because some will be better than others, and you can't really tell at the moment. In the it will just actually enhance those anomalies, and and we'll just have a better understanding how and where best to drill. But at the moment, I mean, they're all looking really. I mean, we've got rock chips on surface over some of these targets of one gram just in the rocks, you know, chippings on the surface. So there's gold. <laughs> there's, there's, there's loads of gold there somewhere. So uh, this geochemistry will actually give us just a, and it's not expensive and it's fast. So the whole point is it just gives us, it's one more step before we drill. Okay. And we'll, we'll, those six targets might become three super exciting and three mediocre after that program. So it'll just, it'll just actually, it'll, it'll, it'll allow us to wisely drill Okay. Then those six targets later on. And lastly, look, you're very technical, and you you, you love the geology, and you you, you know that, that's that's your thing. The market is looking for different, are looking for lots of different signals from you, uh, uh, you know, as a, as, a, as a board. We've spoken. We've obviously you talk about Tocanzino um, with regards to G mining, and I think we you're coming on a panel with them uh, in in a, in, a, in a few weeks, I think as well. Um, we've spoken with TriStar recently, who said, you know what, we've got a fees, we'll get our pre fees out, and then we're we're pretty much looking around for someone to take us out. We've spoken to other players in the region, and it just seems to be the kind of perfect storm for a lot of M and A activity. I mean, G mining being you know, the first of, I, I suspect, a, a few moves in here. You've got to say, you've got to work out and say, hey, do we try and do things the right way geologically because that's the right way to do it and we'll get the best results possible? Or do we pretty ourselves up, put a dress on, a bit of lipstick and make ourselves attractive to potential suitors? Or, indeed, go out hunting for your own, you know, uh, deals as well. You know, it seems, it seems like... Brazil and mining just generally at the moment, you know, having come off a fantastic 2020, a kind of slightly more subdued 2021. People have got cash or got a good story, a good management team. M&A seems, seems likely. Do you, do, you, do you feel that is the case? We're always got our eye half open on that, obviously. Um, I, I think uh, I think Coringa's helping an awful lot to actually make us. People can see scale uh, coming um, when we were just a small little 40,000 ounce orphan with high costs in a difficult location, not a lot of power, you know, going to, I think someone said a while ago that we, Sarabi were a, a nice little company that produced 40,000 ounces, drilled a lot of holes, but never really get, got any, never really got any bigger. Well, this is the moment we're getting bigger. We are doing it, you know, and uh, Karinga will be the, the platform to do that. Uh, the explorations, the, the icing on the cake, I mean, we're, exploration to date has largely been 
resource replenishment from what we've mined. So a, a tidy story, a tidy company, 40 going to 80, et cetera. Uh, still not, you know, out of the park exciting, but, you know, decent. I, I think the, the greenfield exploration I've just described uh, and this sort of like change in the Tapajos with G mining and the power coming, et cetera, and this kind of ambition change that we've now got, I think is is important, really important. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time because uh, I, I think I'd be gutted if I leave Sarabi and then someone comes along and finds a porphyry gold deposit <laughs> just, uh, you know, five years time type thing, which is almost, I, I think, a real, real strong possibility. Well, that's, that's exactly what will happen. So we want to find it. We want to find it. Okay, but, it, but, it, um, but, it, but you know, it's like before COVID came along, there was, just, there was a kind of resurgence there where people could see a nice runway. COVID's come along and interrupted the flow, the momentum, yeah. right? The growth. Yeah. Um, are you saying now, we talk about ambition, are you talking about your own ambition to grow what you've got here or other people's ambition to kind of roll up a bunch of perhaps financially or physically stranded assets? Well, I think, you know, all those companies that are there, uh, you know, they've, they've got the same belief. They believe in the region and G-Mine have gone there because they believe in the region. They think, well, we're the first mover in here or we're the first mover, we're the first hard rock producer, but they're going to be the first company who have now got, let's say, what's considered to be the, you know, the 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 pedigree asset in the region, uh, and and you know I, I think you know it's it's great news for the Tapajos in general. Um, I mean, in terms of M and A, yes, we're always looking at M and A that makes sense. Um, uh, we we're all, I mean, everyone's every junior CEO, every junior company will say they're undervalued, etc. I mean, we we like what we're doing, um, but we won't turn a blind eye to M and A if the right company comes along and says, you know, we like the look of you, etc. Because scale is everything, isn't it? It really is. We've we've known for a long time battling along with forty thousand ounces is really tough. You just you make a little bit of money, but never enough to do anything seriously. But Karinga will, you know, if we can certainly people can really see that pathway to doubling our size, then we've got an interesting core level of uh, of production. And then I think I think what's coinciding with all of this is this. Uh, reinvigoration of the Tapajos and its reputation. It's, it's an area that, you know, people have wanted to go. We, we've known loads of companies that are, you know, major or mid-tier companies that have just always wanted to be there, but they've, they've just been a little bit scared of the difficulties. But I think those difficulties are going to go away. And I think with that, there will be a, um, a charge in M&A. Um, but, but that's kind of going to be the catalyst, I, I really do believe. But in the meantime, we'll just, uh, you know, do our job, which is build Coringa, and hopefully get a greenfield um, success uh, on the way. And uh, if that means someone comes along and sort of wants to sort of uh, do a deal with Sarabi, fine. But if they don't, fine. Clive, talk to me about um, the what, what's happening in the marketplace in terms of conversations with brokers and, and, and banks, etc. I know you're good for cash for now, but you're, you, you've always got one eye to the future about what you're going to need to be able to do with Karinga is – What's the tone and the mood in the in the marketplace at the moment? Because twenty twenty, people were like throwing money around. It was it was it was easy. Yeah, and I think the answer to that is we had um, some sort of outline term sheets in our hands earlier in twenty twenty. Um, groups that sort of reputable, well known banking groups. So um, that's uh, very encouraging for us. And actually, there have been more that have started to approach us in actual fact um seeing Karinga, seeing our development story seeing us moving that forward and wanting to get involved uh, you know as we've said the 
The great thing for, for us is that Coringa and is, is fairly low capex. We've got a $25 million build cost um, based off the PEA. Um, and, um, you know, that is not, you know, you'd like to think that's not too difficult for a company with our, of our size to be able to plug that sort of funding gap and debt gap. So it's encouraging that we've sort of now got four or five names circling around that are interested in uh, in helping us to fund that uh, and moving that on forward. And we're in conversations with those as we speak. Um, outside of that, you know, there are other opportunities. You know, we you know, we can still look at, and there's been a lot of money and a lot of uh, royalty deals struck as well. And we'll continue to talk to people like those as well, because that may be a, another good source of capital to either sit alongside or um or, or replace in some ways the debt um i tend to think it'll be uh, it'll be a, a mixture of the two if we go down that particular route but uh, again that's other options that are available to us beautiful look gentlemen i appreciate the update um obviously a lot of moving parts i know mike you mentioned that you're probably heading out there soon but clive so are you what are you off to yeah. see? Uh, I'm down there. It's been uh, a long while since I've been down. We've obviously, there's been uh, a fair few changes going on, which uh, everybody will be aware of. But um, so we've got a, a sort of change in our management team down there. And uh, this will be, uh, we've been having, you know, daily, daily conversations with them, but uh, it's always good to uh, sit down and really spend some quality time with them. So we'll be down there uh, in November. An audit tick gone finito audit audit sorted out unqualified opinion which was very good at the end of the day um a, a struggle to get there but um yes uh, and a struggle to get there because as mike said unfortunately you know brazil has you know i suppose in some ways the same as the uk people have been remote working and that's made life a little bit more difficult a little bit more testing to get the work done that needed to be done to get everybody into the right space and comfortable with everything that's been happening but yes that's all behind us now and we're moving forward thank you for listening if you've enjoyed the interview why not subscribe to cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com and of course our youtube channel crux investor plus you can catch us most days on twitter and linkedin we really love getting your feedback so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon